0: praise podcast. Hey everybody, this is Pastor Joshua, lead pastor here at High Praise, and I want to thank you for downloading today's podcast. We know that this message is going to encourage and bless you, so I want you to open up your heart and receive what the Lord has for you today. Isaiah chapter 40. How many are you excited for the word today? I'm excited. I'm excited about what God's going to say. And I don't want you to think of this today so much as a teaching message and where we're going to break down and go in depth line by line and verse by verse and word by word. This is really a prophetic encouragement for you today. If you want a teaching, come out on Wednesday night. We're teaching on, we're teaching, well, not this Wednesday, this Wednesday. We're going to have faith for us. But come out on Wednesday nights. We do a lot of teaching on Wednesdays. As a matter of fact, how many were here Wednesday when, uh, when Apostle Robert did the Bible doesn't say that? Did y'all enjoy that? Did y'all receive something from that? Amen. It was good. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 27. It says this Why do you say, O Jacob, and assert, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God? Have you not known, have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power, shout power. He gives power to the faint and strengthens, say strengthens, strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Familiar there at the end, but if you were here Wednesday night, the Lord began to release this word in my spirit. We prophesied it on Wednesday night that God was giving and he was releasing a second wind. Somebody shout, second wind. That God was giving and releasing a second wind. What is a second wind? Second, a second wind is a phenomenon primarily talked about in running, but it can be in any sort of athletic contest. Uh, but once again, more, more primarily in running, and, and we'll use a running analogy for a second. A lot of times what will happen is an athlete has been running a distance. They've been running a long way, right? And they become tired. They become weary. Their lungs start to hurt. Anybody ever been there before? Some of y'all has been a while since y'all been there, but y'all been there before. That's many years ago. That's right. Uh, but the reality is they start getting winded. They start getting tired. And then all of a sudden, something just shifts in them. Something shifts, and they suddenly find the strength to press on at top performance. I actually did some scientific study on it last night just to try to figure out what happens, and there still is a lot of debate, and they're not even sure exactly what happens to make this phenomenon happen, but it is very real, where people can be tired, they can be weary. Anybody who's ever played sports ever gotten your second win before? Y'all know what I'm talking about? You've been playing, you're exhausted, and suddenly it's like, It's like you feel like you were at the beginning of the game, and you're ready to go. Right? You were exhausted a second ago, and now you're like ready. You feel better than you've ever felt. And you're able to finish what you started at the strength where you started, not limping across the finish line, but powering through with strength. And I believe what God wants to do is He wants to give you your second wind in this day and in this hour. The writer of Hebrews, he said, or or depending on who you talk to, maybe she said. Let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. Let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. What were they talking about? They were talking about this life that we're living. And they're saying this we've been given a course to run. How many know that in life you've been given a course to run? God has called you to run a race. And there's a finish line He has for you of destiny. Of purpose, of breakthrough, of fulfillment, of satisfaction. There's a finish line he has for you to get to. And God desires for you to get to that that, that place. And it's interesting, the writer of Hebrews says, let us run with perseverance. Because the writer of Hebrews understood that the the race that we're in is not a sprint. It's not a 40-yard dash. It's a marathon that we're running. And to run a marathon, you have to have some endurance. If you're going to run a marathon, you've got to have endurance. We had a a friend of ours in Orlando. He's a member of of our our church down there. Uh, And he just woke up one day. He said, he just woke up one day and said, I want to run a marathon. And I said, I don't, that's never happened to me before. I said, I don't want you to pray for me either because I don't want that anointing. (laughs) <laughs> he said, he just woke up one day and said, I want to run a marathon. And I said, well, God bless you. I'm going to be praying for you, my friend. And he started training. What's a marathon? 26.2, is that right? He started training for this marathon. And he started running. And he started running. And he had to push himself a little bit further every time he ran. He had to extend his ability every time that he ran To where he could get where he could run this 26.2 mile marathon and finish. And he did it. and It was incredible. And he, 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 here's, here's the thing. The marathon that you're running is not a short race. And for most of you in this room, you're not even close to the finish line yet. Y'all should have shouted a lot louder when I said you're not close to the finish line. Because <laughs> the finish line is heaven. <laughs> Somebody like, I don't know, Pastor. I'm I'm not close to the finish line yet. You're not close to the finish line yet. So you're going to have to have some perseverance. And endurance to get there and when it gets hard you know what you got to do push through and persevere and when it gets difficult you know what you got to do push through and persevere and when you feel like you've been defeated and you can't run another mile and you can't go another inch you know what you got to do you have to have perseverance and what you have to have listen this is the thing i found this because believe it or not i actually did play sports a long time ago long long time ago and whenever I played sports, I found this. If you were going to get your second win strength... It's not just gonna come on you when you start feeling a little bit tired. It's whenever you feel like at your absolute worst and you push through and you keep going anyway. And a lot of people never get their second wind because they refuse to persevere past difficulty. They refuse to push whenever it gets hard. They refuse to keep going and they quit and say, well, it must just not be what God has for me. God just must not want for my kids to serve him. God just must not want for me to be healed. It must just be his will that I'm sick. That's not God's will for for your life, you've got to persevere and push through to get your second wind strength so you can run through the finish line with the, with the endurance and the intensity and the tenacity that God has called you to. It's a day of second wind strength. Say, second wind strength. This a, is a long distance run. You're just getting started. You need your second wind strength. And listen, I know all of us over the past couple years, there have been a lot of situations and scenarios that could make you just say, forget it, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to keep running. I know I'm preaching to somebody this morning. All y'all going to act all holy like y'all never wanted to quit before? Are y'all going to act like y'all just, oh, Pastor, I wake up every day and say, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Let's go. But some of us human beings sometimes wake up and go, do I got to do this again today? And the answer is, yes, you do. Some of us woke up this morning and didn't exactly feel like going to church. Thankfully, y'all overcame and y'all persevered and you pushed through anyways. I woke up today and went, what day is it? Where am I? What's going on? Y'all ever done that before? Y'all know what I'm talking about? And then I went, oh man, it's Sunday. I got to get up and get ready. I can't just lay in bed. I got to go preach. But I'm here, and I'm pushing through. And listen, I know some of you have gone through some tough situations and some tough spots, and some of you are in tough spots right now, and things don't look the way that you thought they were going to look. That's okay. Keep pushing because God has a plan for you. God has a purpose for you, and as you push through, he's going to give you your second wind strength to get you to what he told you it was going to be. You've come too far to quit now. I'm going to say that again. You've come too far to quit now. Why would you? You've been running for way too long to throw in the towel. You've been running for way too long to give up now. You've been running for way too long to forfeit your destiny, your promise, and your birth right now. When you know what God has said, don't stop. You've been going for too long to quit. You've been going for way too long. You've been through way too much and you've persevered through too much to quit now. There is a prize that awaits for you. There's a medal at the end of the race. There's destiny. Don't quit now. Keep going. I'm here to tell you today, keep going. I'm here to tell you today that the Lord is standing. He's saying, come on, get back up. Keep running. You've got this. I've got you. There's people in this church that are standing here today and going, I'm not tired right now, but you are. And I'm going to come and run back a little bit if I've got to, to come beside you and say, come on, we got to go. Come on, we got to get to purpose. Come on, you can't quit and you can't stop. What God has done before, he's going to do again. Don't stop now. Don't quit. Don't quit. Destiny's calling. Don't quit. Second wind strength is coming. Don't quit. Don't let fatigue and disappointment keep you from seeing what God's called you to do. Listen, we've all been disappointed. But you really want to be disappointed? Quit. If you really want to be disappointed, quit. You think you've been disappointed before. But if you quit, you're going to be really disappointed. You're going to really be disappointed. My dad says it this way all the time. Quitting only leaves you with the memory of unrewarded labor. Quitting only leaves you with the memory of unrewarded labor. You've done too much to quit. Your second wind is coming. I hear some of you saying, Pastor, that sounds great, but you know, this is all great and wonderful and gets people excited. But how do I get that second wind? How do I receive it? I'm glad you asked today. Because I believe spiritually there are some things that we can do to position ourselves to receive the second wind the Lord's declaring in this hour. First thing is this, we receive through recalling. We receive through recalling. I believe one of the greatest ways to receive second wind strength is to recall what God has done before. Oftentimes we get fatigued spiritually because we feel like we've been fighting the same fight for an extended amount of time without victory. Anybody been there before? Or you feel like, man, I've been at this for months. I've been at this for years. I've been at this for decades. And sometimes it feels like it's not getting better. It's only getting worse. You know what you got to do whenever you're in that situation? You got to start calling back on some things that God has done before. You may have to get in the DeLorean and hit 88 and go back in time and remember some things that God has done before. Come on somebody, am I preaching to anybody today? You got to remember some previous victories. Listen, God commanded the children of Israel to to create memorial stones. When God did something for them, he said, hey, y'all need to create a marker. Y'all need to create a memorial stone. Y'all need a monument. What was God saying? He goes, you're going to need something at times that you can look back and you can remember what I did, where you can look back and remember what I've done for you before. Sometimes you need to go re- revisit some memorial stones in your mind of what God did for you. I remember whenever I was struggling financially and then boom, promotion came. Come on, somebody. I remember whenever I was struggling in my physical body and then boom, healing came. I remember when my kids were acting crazy and going the way of the world. It didn't look like things were going to turn out right and it looked like I may get a phone call in the middle of the night that they weren't here anymore. But then boom, God showed up. Come on, somebody. And he turned their life around and he made them come to their senses and their right mind and boom! God turned the situation around in a moment. Listen, God is a God of suddenly. God is a God of boom! Because He does it just like that. And you've been in situations before where God showed up suddenly and if He showed up suddenly then He'll show up suddenly again. Go back and revisit those things and allow your faith to be built once again because what God has done before God will do again. What God has done before, God will do again. I've got a, I've got a memorial stone sitting right here on the front row. My son's a memorial stone every day whenever I see him. He's a memorial stone because I remember being in the room and the doctor saying that he was stillborn and the doctor saying that it didn't look good. And I remember looking at his cold gray and blue body and then, boom, breath entered his lungs in a moment as God began to miraculously move in his life. Listen, I remember whenever they told us in in, in the... Uh, in in the NICU that he'd always be small and he'd always be the smallest of all the kids and he'd be undersized his whole life I don't know if you've seen the boy But he's not undersized, and he's not small, and he's not the runt of the litter. And God shows up, and boom. I remember whenever he was six weeks early, but then we took him in to the the pediatrician for his first checkup. And the doctor looked at him and said, he was six weeks early? And we said, yes, sir. He goes, other than being a little small, I would have never known he was early. God shows up, and boom, and begins to move in situations and circumstances. Because you have to understand, you have a covenant with God. Boom. God shows up like boom. God shows up and turns things in a moment. And I could go around this room and I could talk about people and how God showed up and boom. Change things like that. I could go around this room and we could talk about people like Vic and Kay where their daughter was, was crazy. I say that in love. They know what I'm talking about. They know exactly what I'm talking about. It, she was wilding, and, and boom, God showed up and turned her around. I remember whenever she got home and began to get in her right mind. She didn't have any of the kids, right? She didn't have any of her children. And now, boom, all four four kids are living back with her. Come on, I remember some of you in the situations. Come on, somebody. I remember some of you in the situations that you were in. I remember when you had diagnosis from the doctors, and the diagnosis wasn't good. And we began to pray and intercede, and boom, God showed up and changed things in a moment. I remember some of you whenever you were struggling to pay your bills, and then suddenly Boom, God showed up. And now you're living in abundance and prosperity. You have some memorial stones to go back to and draw upon. You need to go back in your mind. You may be tired right now, but remember what he did before. Because he'll do it again in your life. I'm sorry if I'm a little bit excited this morning, but there's second wind strength that God's releasing today. Plus, this is just who we are you got to remember, this is exactly what David did whenever he faced the giant. And by the way, he didn't mind letting people know. He went to Saul and he goes, hey, I'll take him on, which by the way, Saul should have been the one to go out and face him, because in the culture of that day, it should have been the king that answered a one-on-one challenge, but Saul was too fearful. There's a whole other message. But you know why Saul wasn't able to? Because Saul no longer had the anointing of the king. David did. David had already been anointed king. Saul was wearing the crown, but David was under the oil. And the oil will always trump the crown. Oh, hallelujah. (laughs) Uh. David went to Saul. He goes, I'll take care of him. And Saul Saul goes, you're a kid, man. You're just a kid. And he goes, yeah, but you don't know me. But you don't know who you're talking to. Because I'm a shepherd and I've been out watching my daddy's sheep. And one day a lion came in there and he tried to devour the sheep and I went and I grabbed him by the beard and I killed him. And then there was another day that a bear came in and guess what I've got now in the living room of my apartment? I got a bear skin rug where I took care of him too. And I'm going to do the same to this Philistine. What was David doing? David was going back. And when i faced some things before that looked like they were insurmountable and God had my back then and God's going to have my back again now with this giant. And by the way, by the way, David didn't mind telling the hater that. <laughs> Because Saul was somebody who didn't think David could do it. And sometimes you just got to look at the people who who tell you you can't, and you got to begin to tell them, listen, you don't know what God's done for me before. You don't know what God's done for my family before. And you may say he can't, but I say he can because he's done it before. And if he did it before, then guess what he's going to do? He's going to do it again. Because the same God that was with me when the lion showed up is the same God that I'm facing with the giant. The same God that was before me whenever the bear showed up is the same God that'll be with when I go out to face this giant, the same God that was with you before is the same God that's with you now. Second wind strength begins to rise up in you. When you begin to realize how God has come through before in your past and he will come through for you again. Listen, let's just be real. David got a little bit of an attitude when he remembered Sometimes you listen, if you want to really get that second win strength, you gotta get a bit of an attitude in the face of the enemy. And you gotta say, listen, and by the way, David does the same thing when he goes out and he talks to Goliath. Who are you, this uncircumcised Philistine that you dare to fight the armies of the living God? Today, the birds of the flesh, the birds of the air will eat of your flesh. David's like, this he's delivering like the ultimate pro wrestling promo on Goliath. He's letting him know. David says, I will lay the smack down. If you know what David is cooking. He lets him know it. You got to get a bit of an attitude sometimes within him. You go, I'm not standing for this anymore. I'm not going to stand for your, 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 you standing at me and shouting everything that you're shouting. Because listen, today is the day you're coming down. Got to remember what God's done before you. Remember, God said in Malachi chapter three, He said, I am the Lord, I change not. If He's done it before you before, then He'll do it for you again. He's the same God who did it then, and He's the same God who will do it now. Let me say this sometimes you also just have to remember who you serve. You serve the God who created the universes, you serve the God who holds the worlds in the palm of His hands. Your situation is a breeze for such a mighty God. You've got to begin to realize that this situation may seem hard to me, but to God, it's nothing. To God, this is nothing. And that's the one who has my back, is the one who looks at this and says, I got it under control. Because it's not by my might, and it's not by my power, but it's by his spirit that is happening. Next thing, I'm going to go fast. Get your second wind through prayer. Another way to begin to receive second wind strength is to begin to pray with a renewed fire, a renewed purpose, and a renewed determination. When you pray, it builds you up. It builds up your faith. I found oftentimes people who start really getting tired in the race are people who have, who, who have stopped preparing themselves. Come on, somebody. Not always, but oftentimes it's people who they're not praying the way they're supposed to pray. All right, it's getting real quiet. Y'all were with me when I was talking about we need to talk smack to the devil, and now y'all are quiet. Hmm? People don't pray the way they're supposed to pray. They stop showing up for church. They start withdrawing from other people who want to encourage them. Because let's be real, whenever you're a lot, of, this our flesh. Whenever we're going through something, we don't oftentimes don't want somebody to tell me, "Get up, you got this." What our flesh wants is somebody to say, "Oh, poor baby." And that's not what you need. You don't need somebody to baby you. You need somebody to tell you, get up and keep running. Come on, you got, I'm going to run with you, but you need to get up and keep running. You can't quit. You don't need somebody to pacify you. You need somebody to encourage you. And a lot of times, whenever we're in those situations, encouragement is the last thing our flesh wants to hear, but it's the very thing your spirit needs. Hmm? Begin to pray. Pray the word. Which, by the way, if you need to encourage you, here's one way you can begin to renew your prayer life. Show up for corporate prayer on Wednesday night at 630. You get around some people who are praying with fire, and you'll start learning how to pray with fire. You get around some people who are praying the Word, and you'll begin to learn how to pray the Word. You, if you've ever been around me or a lot of our leaders, you'll notice this, that, that whenever we pray, we don't pray what we think. We pray what the Word says. Lord actually tells us, bring me in remembrance of my word. And that's why a lot of times we'll say, Lord, you've said in your word, though a thousand fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand, it shall not come nigh my dwelling. So I thank you for protection and safety that you're releasing today. Because whenever you pray the word, you pray in agreement with God. Pray the word. The Bible says faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Whenever you pray the word, you're meditating on the word as well. You're declaring the word, you're meditating on the word, and you're building yourself up. You all with me? The Bible says this in, in 1 John 5. It says this, we are confident that He hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases Him. And since we know He hears us when we make our request, get this? We also know that He will give us what we ask for. You want God to begin to give something to you that you know is his will? Begin to pray it. Begin to declare it. Begin to decree it because the word says that he will give us what we ask for. Begin to pray. Some, listen, I'm telling you, God is not deaf and he hears you. And he is, he, he, he's not deaf, he hears and then he begins to move and react for you. Some of you just better buckle up, I'm telling you. Because you're about to see God move for you in a manner that you've never seen before. Say it again. You better buckle up because you're getting ready to see God move for you in a manner like you've never seen before. The word's been coming forth that the dam is broken. And that God's releasing his presence and his spirit like you've never seen before. Some of you have been believing for stuff and you need to keep decreeing. You need to declare it all the more right now because buckle up. Because you better get ready because you're getting ready to ride the wave. The wave isn't overtaking us. We're going to surf on the wave with his presence. Come on, somebody. Buckle up. It's going to be fun. It's going to be good. (laughs) I want you to begin to pray and ask God for the big things. I said, I want you to begin to pray and ask God for the big things. I don't want you to ask him just for the little things. I want you to ask God for the big things. I want you to start actually asking God for the things that you want that you haven't told anybody else about because they'll think you're crazy if you tell them. What if you actually began to ask God for the big things? Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 is my favorite scripture. My favorite verse in all of the Bible is Ephesians three twenty? It says to this, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever dare ask or even think according to the power that works within us. And I find this part so interesting. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or even think why, why do they say that I believe it's this it's this just my opinion I can't necessarily uh, it's not spelled out directly but I believe we can derive it from this sometimes there's things that you think that you want God to do that you're afraid to ask for because you think it's too big you think it's too crazy and you certainly ain't going to tell anybody about it because you don't want them to look at you like you're crazy and God says he's able to do exceedingly abundantly by what you even think. The thing you haven't even told anybody else about that you want God to do, that you think is just crazy. You want God to give you your own business, but you go, I don't know how he's going to do it. It doesn't matter. You don't have to figure it out. You just have to ask for it. Come on. You just have to be faithful and begin to ask for it. Some of you, some of you have been, been, been believing for your kids to come home, but you haven't even told anybody about it because you know where they are right now and you just think it's insane and everybody think you're crazy. Begin to ask for the big things. Don't just ask God for them to come down to an altar and say a half-hearted prayer. Believe God for them to come into the house, Lord, and prophesy the word of the Lord and be on fire to where you got to run to keep up with them because they're so in love with Jesus. Ask for the big things because a big God is ready to answer some big requests. I said, a big God is ready to answer some big requests. I don't have this one in my notes, but I'm going to go ahead and add it. Listen, you receive second wind strength whenever you begin to praise like you've never praised before. Psalm chapter 8 verse 2 says this, that out of the mouth of babes that God has ordained praise because of our enemies to silence the foe and to steal the avenger. Some of you still may be new around here. Maybe today was your first time. You go, these people get excited during worship. You're used to your red back hymnal and pulling it out and turn to page so-and-so and and we're going to sing from this and nobody moves and barely breathes and it's a bunch of white people who don't know how to move. That ain't us. That ain't how we roll. Why? Is it because we just need to get a calisthenic workout during worship? No, absolutely not. That's not why. We don't jump and dance because we just like to jump and dance. The only time I like to dance when I'm not here is to embarrass my kids. Any parents know what I'm talking about? Come on, yeah. Dad. Handler's recess point, she's like, Dad. I'll just start dancing in a Walmart aisle when nobody's around. She's like, Dad, stop it. (laughs) We don't do it for that reason. The reason we do it is because we know this, that we are promised that whenever we begin to praise that the enemy is silenced, that his plan is brought to naught. We know that let the high praises of God be in our mouths and a two-edged sword in our hand to execute the judgments that are written. This is the honor of all the saints. Praise ye the Lord. We know that we have the honor that as we begin to praise, the enemy begins to be vanquished. Listen, if you need the enemy vanquished in your life, maybe you woke up on Tuesday and you weren't feeling good. Don't go turn on the TV and watch something else that's going to make you depressed. Go turn on some worship music and start moving in your living room a little bit. Get in your car and turn on some worship music begin to sing and worship. Are they going to look? Who cares if the person beside you looks at you like you're crazy anyway? Y'all just stoplight lifting your hands, shouting. That they don't, you're never going to see that person again anyways. Unless it's somebody you know that pulls up beside you. In case you just get a good chance to witness to them. you got to begin to praise like you've never praised before. Praise through. Well, I don't feel like it this morning. That's the point. I was tired. That's the point. Praise through to get your second wind strength. Praise through to be renewed and restored and rejuvenated to keep running. Listen, there's a fresh wind being released today. I believe this. You might feel like you've been on the ropes, but you're getting your second wind. Go ahead and come on up, man. While they're closing, I'm going to tell you a story. Years and years ago. It's been probably at least a decade ago. I remember watching. I was watching a UFC fight. Anybody watch UFC in the house? Nope, y'all are all too holy. All right, that's cool. I've watched it from time to time. We're not going to admit we watch pugilism in the house of the Lord. Y'all can look up that word later if you don't know what it means. Anybody watch any UFC ever? Any, any fighting, boxing, anything like that? All right. Y'all got on it suddenly. I remember watching a fight years ago, and there was this guy. He, came to the, he was coming to the octagon, and he was fired up. He was ready to go, and he looked like he was just ready He's one of those dudes that just looked like a killer. You know what I'm talking about? And he got in the octagon and dude got whooped for two and a half rounds. I'm talking like rounds. If you don't understand scoring systems, like 10, eight rounds, right? He was getting destroyed for two rounds, but he wasn't getting knocked out. He's staying in the fight. Looked several times like he was getting knocked out, but he stayed in the fight. Two and a half rounds. This guy is just getting brutalized. He's bleeding everywhere, his eyes swollen shut. He's a mess. And then suddenly, with about two minutes left in the fight, dude just flips it to a different gear. He got his second wind, and he hit the other dude, and he jumped on his back and choked him out, and he won the fight. Why am I telling you this story? Because some of you, you felt like that dude. You went into the fight feeling like, i got this. And it feels like for two and a half rounds, you've just been getting battered relentlessly. And it feels like you've just been getting beat up on by the enemy again and again and again. But I want to tell you that as you press through, your second wind strength is coming. And you're going to get up and you're going to choke out doubt and you're going to choke out unbelief and you're going to choke out anxiety and depression and everything that's tried to stand against you. And your hand is going to be raised in victory because your second wind strength is coming and you're not going to be defeated, but you're going to live in victory. Listen, some of you need to begin to rejoice like you have already received it because God is releasing a second wind into you and you're getting your second wind strength today to rise in victory and in triumph I said it earlier God is infinity and oh he's never lost the battle and he's not starting with yours you are going to be victorious as you get your second wind strength. Can you get up to your feet this morning and begin to thank the Lord for second wind strength that he's releasing? Come on, begin to thank him for second wind. Come on, lift your hands, begin to receive it today. Come on, there's a second wind he's releasing in this place. Come on, there's a second wind. There's a second wind. There's a second wind. I want you to pray with me today. I want to say, Father, come on, shout out and say, Father, I receive a second wind today. I receive a fresh energy, I receive fresh endurance as I worship, as I pray, as I remember you are releasing a second wind today and the enemy will be defeated and my hand will be raised in victory and in triumph in every situation.